Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Full Throttle. Welcome along. Greg Haynes with you. I'm at Silverstone and we have, for the first time ever this year, eight riders decided in the showdown for the Bennett British Superbike Championship. Follow the highlights this week on Eurosport and the Eurosport app ahead of Barcelona World Superbikes. But just after the chequered flag had gone down on the final race of the day on Sunday, I took a trip down the pit lane to catch up with as many people around the BSB paddock as I could. Starting off with the series and race director, Stuart Higgs. Welcome along to Full Throttle. We're here in the pit lane at Silverstone and the top eight are decided. Can you speak, Stuart? Have you got a second on the podcast? Hi, Faye. Well, we're there then. We've got there in the end. A lot of safety cars and red flags, but our top eight is decided. Yeah, I mean, it's been a roller coaster like championship starting obviously a lot later in June and then this last concentration. I mean, for me personally, five races in five weekends, including MotoGP. And yeah. It is just like powerful. It, it almost feels like the end of a season now, just to allow yourself to have you know, just that one weekend off to, to reset and reload. But yeah, obviously this year we go from six to eight in the showdown, which uh, has brought a new dimension to it. More races than we've ever had before in the main season and going forward to the showdown element, nine races as opposed to what would be the normal seven, I guess. So. Yeah. Still more to play for. Obviously, Jason's got um, a little bit of a, an advantage there, sort of essentially one race worth of um, you know, regular points. Yeah. But we all know in the showdown is, um, you know, DNFs are really, really uh, amplified and it can change over the course of uh, one race, one, one, one weekend. Obviously, as we get into deeper into the, uh, the good old uh, English autumn, um, mm. you know, weather might play a factor. But yeah, it's, it, it's you know, again, the... The emotion and the overload of, there was again times this year where we were not 100% sure we can get the season underway because of COVID and then just getting mucked around with, can we have fans, can we not have fans? Mm. And um, yeah, we, it, it's, a, it's a nice place to be, three rounds and the, the heartbeat of the championship, Alton Park, Donington Park and Brands Hatch, they are the three classic circuits that represent the, the championship, I think, in, in all its uh, 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 you know, majesty, North, mm. Midlands and South. Uh, we've got the next couple of races also uh, back on free-to-air live, uh, race two of both Alton Park and Donington, so maximum reach for, for the public to see our races. So, yeah, it's uh, take a breath, reset, <laughs> reload, go again. It's ironic, isn't it, really, that one of the two beneficiaries of the new eight-man showdown is the reigning champions. That's worked out well. Well, I mean, Josh did make hard work of it, didn't he? And... Um, but, you know, having the reigning champion in there and, you know, what a spoiler I think he can become in there. And they are circuits that he excels at. 
So, yeah, that's a new dimension. Um, I think Cinetic, I mean, Philip Neal would, I don't think he would be a very nice man to talk to if they didn't get in again because he's, uh, you know, been at Silverstone before and seen his showdown hopes evaporate. Um, Honda, it's been dicey. You suddenly felt, you know, Glenn's clearly niggled with his shoulder injury. So, um, you know, he's been a bit up against it. Um, you know, Hickman got secured yesterday, um, you know, simultaneously with the bike being about sort of like 30 foot in the air. So, you know, it, it's it's a weird old weird old set of circumstances we've we, we found. But, you know, the Yamahas are strong, clearly the bikes to beat. But, as again, back to where we started from, you know, even even McCam's Yamaha can stop McCam's Yamaha from winning the championship, and they very nearly did yesterday. I'll let you get on, Stuart, but you'll kill me for talking about World Superbikes, but what would you have done at Magnicor if you were in the top rat Jonathan Ray situation last weekend? Put you on the spot. No, look, I'm, I'd sit on these panels. I think uh, certain champions would back themselves into a corner. Um, you know, that section of the circuit wasn't really like um, running out of, for instance, turn seven here, Woodcock, where there's a perceived advantage. You know, that, that kind of track edge part of the track is probably purely for general housekeeping and maintenance of the track to stop the verges being um, taken away. But I mean, what I did find was really strange, just as a, as a layman watching it, was um, yes, he nibbled the green, but then literally metres later, uh, Jonathan passed him. So, you know, if, if it was in a position where he's perhaps done a, a track limits breach and maintained track position, then that's, uh, you know, there's, there's a bit more meat on the bone for that principle. But when he's not leading into the very next corner. And then I also would put it up against a, a different situation like a overtaking under a yellow flag. The yellow flag rules are very prescriptive. If you overtake someone under a yellow, acknowledge the uh, mistake, put your hand up and give it back, there's no action taken. Now, yeah. even in that situation, there's obviously a safety risk there. There's no safety risk in, in what uh, Top Rat did. It's, it's fine margins, it, it's, it's proving advantage and disadvantage. And just to, to say it's a blanket, well, there must be an advantage. Um, you know, if that had been the deciding round of the championship, and uh, you know, I think it just makes the sport look a bit daft. And it, it's, you know, you can't just turn the track, uh, the clock back and put grass everywhere. We understand that we're quite fortunate in the UK that the circuits are quite traditional and the, the, the delineation is white lining and, and, and virgin. We don't have acres and acres of, of tarmac runoff and, and, and curbs that have just you know, exacerbated the problem. So I just hope that the, those on the top table take stock of it and make sensible modifications to avoid shooting themselves in the foot. Can't you get in there and get some common sense decisions made? I've got, I think we've, <laughs> hey, you watched any of our races, I've got enough, um, <laughs> enough of my plate dealing with our, our rabble. Actually, what did you say to the junior Supersport guys and girls? That was a bit chaotic earlier under that safety car, wasn't it? They will be having the benefit of an audience with me at Alton Park, <laughs> and um, it's not going to be a case of explaining the rule book, it's going to be a case of throwing the bloody thing. Yeah, yeah. Tickets on sale now, an audience with Stuart Higgs. I'm going to grab Faye, thanks very much. Faye, just a quick one your first season and you're in the showdown with Peter Hickman well done yes I know I just I, I still can't believe it actually but um, <laughs> yes it's um, I mean the teams work fantastically Pete rode very well so um, obviously not ideally how we actually got in the showdown but um, I mean what can I say like you said first year it's it's been fantastic What's it been like for you? I mean, what's it like being in the garage? You know, your name is on these bikes now and on the trucks. It must be a very nervous feeling. Um, yes, it is. I mean, I, I'm looking at my name everywhere, but then, you know, I think it took a while to actually understand that those bikes are mine. I yeah. still think that yeah. it's Pete's bike or it's Chavi's bike and it's Brian's bike, you yeah. know, but yeah, you know what, it's, um, it's been fantastic being part of this championship and I'm really enjoying every bit of it. And, um, you know, let's, 
see what the showdown's going to do. What made you get into this, Faye? Where did it all come from, the interest for you? Because you've been in the paddock for a while, haven't you, now, before owning the team? Um, well, I've always been interested in bike racing, so I got introduced into it 2007 back in Macau. So we have the Macau Grand Prix over there with bike and cars, mm. but I've always taken to the bikes. And then three years ago, I got introduced in the BSB paddock, and I just loved it. It's like a massive family. Everyone is so yeah. nice. And, you know, even though you're racing, competing against each other, you know, it, it, there's no bad feelings against anybody. And I think that's why I just want to be part of it. So showdown's coming up. Anything can happen, can't it, now? I mean, as Stuart was saying, OK, Jason's got a bit of an advantage, but that can change very quickly. Yeah, it's true. So, fingers crossed. I mean, Pete's on a good pace, so we'll just have to wait and see how he does in Alton. And he likes Alton Park, so... Yes. Yeah, yeah, and the BMW with the wings will go there. Thanks, Faye. Well done. Brandon Pash is here. I'm going to grab Brandon. Thanks again. So you've been walking around the paddock looking a bit like the Statue of Liberty with your arm in the air. Just talk. I shouldn't be laughing because it's a horrible situation. What happened? Yeah, so uh, last round of the championship, I unfortunately crashed and broke my scaphoid and um, had surgery this past Friday. Got a screw put in and looking to uh, get back to it at Alton. Trying, uh, unfortunately, I got my first pole position and didn't get to make it to the grid. So now I'm trying to redeem myself on that. How's it been for you this year? Because you're living on your own, aren't you, in Derby? And we've all been stuck on our own at various times. It's a weird time, isn't it? Yeah, living on my own. I'm 20 years old, living by myself in England. And it, I have no car. I have no bikes to ride. I have nothing. I'm just living here. Just Girlfriend? No, nah, no girlfriend. Nothing, man. I'm just I'm solo over here. Um, it's kind of been an interesting year, but it's been really difficult for me at times. Just like, especially when you're lonely and you're not getting good results and you're just like, you're just hating it. But then, then you, you get a good result and you're like, Oh, maybe this isn't so bad. So it's just been a real up and down, like kind of roller coaster year for me. But um, and another year, it's been great. The past few rounds, I've been just slowly building momentum and just getting closer and closer to the front. So I've been enjoying it and looking forward to getting back on the bike and trying to fight for some wins here before the year's out. What's it been like working with Simon Buckmaster? Because we know Simon's a real character and a half. We're always a good fun interviewing Simon. But what's he like as an actual team boss? Yeah, oh, he's interesting. He's an interesting guy. I mean, um, yeah, it's been great riding for the team. You know, just. I don't know, it's been a building process for me for sure and all of us just like mixing our personalities together and kind of finding how, how each other works has been a little bit challenging for us but we're starting to get into a flow of things and it's just unfortunate that this injury's come like kind of at a bit of an inconvenient time like there's no breaks in the series and it's it's just back to back and uh, there's not really time for injuries so and unfortunately right now me and my teammate are both injured so. Yeah. Yeah, is it broken? Is it pelvis isn't it for Kyle Smith? Yeah, uh, my teammate Kyle broke his pelvis, and um, I think he broke his coccyx as well, and maybe a bone in his foot. So I'm not too sure. Uh, I haven't really spoke with him since because I, I was just coming out of surgery as he was going into the hospital, so I didn't really get a chance to speak with him. But Passing on stretches, more or less, one coming in, one going out. Yeah, exactly. Less than ideal, less than ideal. But I was in Manchester, and he was obviously got transported to local medical here. But, but yeah, it was not great timing for me or for the team. So. How long do you think you'll have the, uh, sort of, what do you call this? It's not even a, it's not a bandage, plaster? Or cast, yeah. Cast, so cast. Uh, yeah, it should be, the doctor said two to three weeks after I had the screw put in. So two weeks puts us Friday at Alton Park. So I'm going to try and be cleared to ride at Alton. And I'm, I mean, I'm sure it's not going to be comfortable, but tough it out, get through the pain. Back-to-back -back weekends, go to Donington, tough that one out. Nice rest week and then come back for Brands and, and go to the front. So. Let us know if you need anything. I'm not too far from you, so if you need any help, give me a call. Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks. I'll see you later. Thanks, Brandon.
thanks to Faye and Stuart. We're just going to walk down the pit lane, but I think this is the part of the show where I have to talk to myself, which is what I do at home anyway, just while I look for other people. So uh, the showdown contenders are decided. It's been quite interesting, hasn't it, with an eight-rider format. Uh, a weekend of accidents, it has to be said, just talking with Stuart there. We've seen a few little uh, scrapes and some rather big ones as well for that. I was actually in the garage at OMG earlier on during the, uh, during the start of race three. And goodness me, there was terrible tension down there. In fact, I think I've just spotted, yes, I have, Danny Buchan, who's one of our contenders. He just got through. I'm going to have to interrupt a chat. I hate doing it. I hate interrupting conversations for the podcast. Sorry, Danny. He's got a beer in his hand. You're in the showdown. Well done. Yeah, beer in the hand is, is such a... It was such an emotional race for me, that last race, because up until that point, none of it matters. None of the wins matter. Nothing matters. None of the showdown points matter. So we had a bit of a tough start to the weekend, and, and I, I was struggling a little bit with feeling on the bike, and, and um, the team, have, we've had a few problems <coughs> pardon me, with the bike. So... Yeah, so to give the team, the, the biggest thing for me was how the team turned everything around for me in that last race and, and how I was able yeah. to run at the front again because that was the that was the biggest test. You know, it's the first year with the team, it's the first year with the M1000RR and to come here and to be in, in a podium fight um, at that in that last race was was uh, phenomenal, yeah. And just to get in the showdown is is was the first box of, of our of our 2021 campaign ticked. It's good to see two of the new Beamers in the show down there, isn't it? Peter Hickman with FHO and you obviously with your team. That's good for the new model bike. Massively, yeah. I mean, it was the bike is incredible and obviously we're having little problems here and there, but it's a brand new bike, remember? So as this development, it's so early in the, in the stage of development, so as this goes on, it's going to get stronger and stronger. And um, yeah, massive thank you to BMW for their support and obviously a massive thank you to Senec BMW for, uh, for pushing me. And it was a tough weekend, you know, like emotionally as well, like on... Um, yeah, like with your emotions and, and how you feel mentally, it's, it's been a hard weekend. And yeah. that's the, the biggest win for me was, was overcoming that mental sort of strain and stress and, and getting into the showdown. What did you do? Did you have to, you know, were you managing the race in terms of where's Brooks, where's Brad Ray, or were you just focusing on yourself? In the last half of that, in the second half of that race there, I knew obviously I needed to beat Brad. I knew I needed to sort of keep Brad at bay. If Even if he was just in front of me by one, I knew I needed to keep him there. So yeah, yeah. The, the goal was then, when we started ninth in that second half, I knew I had to just get in front of Brad. And yeah. I had Ryan sort of nipping at my heels. And, and, uh, and then, yeah, I got past Ryan, got past Brad, and then I was able to just get my head down. And, yeah, I mean, it's, it's been an up and down weekend, obviously. Me and Ryan had a crash on the, in the first race yesterday. Yeah, um, course, yeah. Like to me, it was a 50-50 sort of a 50-50 crash. I saw a gap and I went for it. And had I waited a couple of laps, maybe it would have been better. I don't know, but that happened. Um, and then yeah, it was kind of like just hanging on to that showdown spot. And you go to bed at night and you're thinking, well, I need to be in the showdown. I need to be in the showdown. And uh, and yeah, like to get in there was just fantastic. It's good. It's been uh, up from six to eight riders this year, isn't it? Do you know what? I actually slagged it off at the start of the year. I said, bloody hell, six. Uh, Eight, eight spots, that's going to make it a bit silly now because um, it's always been six. Yeah. But God, am I glad that it's, uh, it's eight this year. How many podium points have you got, mate? Can you remember? Because you've obviously had your win at Nokia, or two 14. wins at Nokia, 14. Yeah. So we actually, when you put all the points together, it's not far away at all. It's not far away. And you know, the your two Yamahas are obviously at quite a big distance in the, ahead, but you saw in the first race yesterday, the mistake that like, Tara made had yeah. the impact on Jason. You know, yeah. we are all pushing so hard on these bikes, you know, every lap of practice, qualifying and the race. So anything can happen and you have to just you could fall unlucky like ta like Taron didn't hurt his hand and and there's there's a lot of racing left to do so there's still hope there's still hope 
So next three tracks, they're yeah, they're good ones for you, aren't they? Good. You know, yeah. Alton with the winglets, that should be good. Alton's mega, yeah. I mean, we, we got caught out there a little bit at the start of the year with probably with myself, inexperienced with the BM, the M1000RR. Um, so going back there now with a, with a good setup and a good chassis, I feel like we can be competitive there, definitely shouting the podium. Um, Donington Park Jeep, they always go better at than the National. Don't know why that is. Mm. Uh, and then Brands with a free fourth set. So yeah, I'm, I'm over the moon with the rest of the championship and I'm going to go home now, reset, we're in there and uh, we're going to go for it. Nice one for Sinetti. Just quickly, uh, Barcelona this weekend for World Superbikes. What was your take on the Ray and Toprak incident the other day? Um, in all honesty, I think with the, the way the outcome was, I think the outcome should have been decided on. They should have analysed the data and said, well, actually, Toprak gained 0.2 there or lost 0.4, whatever it was, and based the decision on that because he, he I know rules are rules, but he nicked a little bit of green. It was nothing. He lost time there, you know, so... I don't think it should have been done that's that That's why they couldn't find what he gained, because he lost time, didn't he? Probably. Yeah, I don't think it should have been that result. But in Johnny's defence, obviously, there's in, in, in everyone's defence, there's a lot of money you know, involved in bonuses, in, in team stuff, you know. So from a business perspective, the rules are rules, and that's it. He cut the grass, he cut the green, sorry, and that's the rule. But if I was top rack, I'd obviously be gutted. Um, and yeah, and I'm, I'm sure Johnny doesn't want to win that way either, but rules are rules. Yeah, good point, Danny. Thanks very much. And well done. Enjoy the rest of, uh, what is it, your Budweiser. Yeah, that is a very good point from Danny Buck. And it was a very uh, astute piece of um, artistry in some ways to read the rule book there from Jonathan Ray. And uh, that's what the Karasaki team have said. Rules are rules. I don't think any of us like the way it was done or the way it was announced, but rules are indeed rules. Now, spotted Nigel Snoot from FS3 Karasaki and Josh Close from MCN. Are we going to interrupt their conversation? You bet we are. Let's hear what's been said. Let's just stick the microphone in. Carry on, Nigel. No, I'm swearing. Well, you've got a hammer in your hand. I <laughs> might walk up. my hand and I was swearing. <laughs> just quickly, because I can't stop because it's a podcast. Sorry, Josh. Hello, Josh. Hello. Josh. <laughs> you sound so enthusiastic. How are you, Nigel? All right. What's the fee for talking on your podcast? Um, you can... I'll send you an invoice later. Okay. And then... <laughs> has it gone for you? Yeah, it was, it was a pitch. I was just saying to Josh that um, if Lee hadn't crashed on, you know, Danny Buchan's fluids at Snetterton and for the first time for six years we had an engine issue today and and it was only a very small one but it, it stopped Lee scoring nine points put the two together that's 20 points and he's in the top eight um, but but I was also just saying to Josh because um, he's a good listener uh, that who, rem who was eighth last year good question can you remember Josh Wish I could. We should remember, shouldn't we? Greg. Hopefully, Michael Guy, the sports editor of MCN, is not listening. I can't remember. Can you remember, Nigel? Yeah, no, I'll ask you an easier one. It was seventh. <laughs> Can you remember? <laughs> there you go. I've made my point. The showdown's great for a bit of entertainment for you guys, for the crowd. Um, there's no money involved unless riders get bonuses. Um, and it really. Chat with Stuart about that, can't you? Oh, no, 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 no. Um, but what, no, we're just looking forward. We've got nine races now. Um, there's this artificial pressure that Lee and Rory can now ride without. Mm. Although we were telling them today, honestly, boys, just ride. You know, so, uh, you know, onward and upwards. The, our little Kawa, private Kawasaki out, you know, tuned in somebody's shed in Louth was going toe-to-toe -to -toe with BMW, 1000Ms and Ducatis. So we're not ashamed of the bike we put out there. And you can all see it on the television. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fair enough. I was going to ask you something else before I get... Oh, yeah. Rory Skinner, James Tozen suggested he could go off to HRC next year. What do you reckon about that? Or, you know, someone like a Rory. Is it too soon? Well, 
Um, I don't think he's. I don't think he's got his eyes on the World Superbike paddock. I think if he's got his eyes on any paddock at all, it's the big shiny one on the hill. You know, but. Um, you know, um, he's got a two-year contract. Oh, dear me. Yeah, we've just been joined by Ducati. Hang on, come back. Ducati Tri-Options Cup superstar, Darren Fry, who collected... Shall I give him a tap? <laughs> what were you doing back in that? Uh, great to see you there, but why? Being very foolish for a very small amount of time. Yeah. Two 17th places. Oh, you just missed the points, to be fair. I mean, that's not bad going. Well, I, I've missed the podium by a good margin, though. Yeah, but you know what the you know what the real reason was the real real achievement was he beat Paul Curran because <laughs> Paul from the O and G garage was out. I know. You know, and both of them are you know they're they're, they're old you know they're gentlemen of a certain age. The only old sods is that what you mean? To me was the OMG FS3 finishing order. Right, it wouldn't have been very good if you were behind him. We'll have to try and find Paul for his side of the story. Yeah. Uh, are you back again in the next one at Alton Park? No. Right. Why? So can you answer the question? Why were you doing it? That's a very good question that I asked myself a lot in the last 24 to 48 hours. So and you I'd, don't know the answer no, either? No. Right, okay. Thank, <laughs> thanks for nothing, Darren. Can I carry on taking our garage to pieces now? Yeah, sorry. You had a, Well, you were talking with Josh. So I probably should leave you. Well, actually, Josh, MCN, uh, your second season in the paddock. Who? Yeah, sorry, Nigel. I do feel rude interrupting people. I use the excuse. I mean, we could edit this and cut it, but I'll just keep going. So let's just take stock. Um, eight in the showdown, so stop me when I forget who they are. The two McCams Yamaha riders, Taz McKenzie, Jason Halloran, championship leader. Josh Brooks gets through, just. Teammate Christian Idden. Glenn Irwin, Danny Buck, who we just spoken with, Peter Hickman, Tommy Bridewell. Have I done it? That's right, that's all eight. Right, so I can't remember the podium points. Bucking, I think, just said he's on 14. But we've seen, haven't we, this weekend with what happened here on Saturday with the two McCams Yamahas, things can change very quickly, can't they? You just never know what's going to happen in BSB, do you? I mean, the Yamahas do look on another level. It is going to be hard to topple one of them. Um, Jason's obviously got 30 points. Advantage. Is it 30, is it? It's a 30 points advantage, right. so more than a race, you know, so... Yeah, I can't see anyone beating those two guys. Tommy is the form guy beyond that. You know, he's got eight podiums in the last nine races or something like that. So if somebody's going to topple them, I think Tommy Bridewell's the best bet at this stage. But um, yeah, no, Danny Buchan definitely deserved his spot after that ride in the final race there because he put everything on the line to get there. And it was, it was some turnaround from the rest of the weekend. With MCN, because obviously I do some MCN with World Superbikes, you're doing British Superbikes. It is quite a skill, I think, isn't it? Although we would say this. Michael Guy would probably agree, to fit things into a word count and know what stories to actually go for. Bearing in mind, the paper comes out, great plug here for MCN, isn't it? Unless this gets edited out on Wednesday. But how do you approach it? You know, what are you thinking right now? I stood here in the pits, what is it? Six, seven o'clock in the evening on a Sunday. Have you already got in mind what you're going for? Yeah, I kind of have in mind what I want by the time the flag waves in the last race. And then it's just a case of, right, I need to go catch these racers before everyone yeah. goes home. Yeah. But um, yeah, in BSB, I mean, you could have a whole supplement on BSB every weekend with the yeah. amount of action that goes on. So yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's always quite tough to uh, pick who you're going to leave out, if anything, That's you know, because so many people have good stories to tell. Yeah. Okay, I better let you go then because otherwise it's going to be my fault and I'll have to explain to Michael Guy why Josh Close hasn't got any information for anyone. Of course he will. That'll be out on Wednesday. So we're walking up the pits. 
Uh, it was nice to actually, wasn't it, while you're still with me, Josh? We're just walking back at the pit lane together. I have to, I'm really pleased for Faye Ho as a team boss in her first season uh, with the glorious looking FHO BMWs, which we're looking at right now. You can hear the preparation as they dismantle the garage. How nice for Faye that they've got into the showdown with Peter Hickman in Faye's first season as a team owner. Yeah, it's quite a remarkable achievement. And with a new bike, don't forget as well. Um, but our new bike has been a revelation because if you remember last year, the BMWs were struggling big time with the S1000. So no, it's a great job, you know, two BMWs in the showdown. It's what the series needs. So no, it's a, it's a great achievement. And she's, uh, I'm sure she's thrilled and over the moon with that. Can you see any particular celebrity? Is that Roger Marshall? Is that Roger? I'm going to go and interrupt Roger. Josh, thanks for that. What is he doing? We're on the podcast. Roger Marshall. We're on the Eurosport podcast. Sorry to interrupt you. What are you doing down here? Well, I'm part of the setup team. Uh, this is the unglamorous side. Yeah. So, uh, Greg, so, uh, you know, obviously I'm employed by Yamaha McCams to do uh, the, uh, the Blue Crew team, which is a junior super sport, six riders, five boys and a girl, and look and uh, coach Jason and uh, Taz and go out spotting, etc. So. It's, I'm part of the setup team and part of the pack down. So, uh, like I said, the unglamorous side. Yeah, just to let you all know, we're on the floor at the moment, aren't we, Roger? In the, in the McCann's Yamaha garage. In the lighting rig apart. <laughs> what, what's a race with achievements like you to your name doing on the floor in the McCann's Yamaha garage on a Sunday night at Silverstone? Well, absolutely love the sport. And obviously my wife's been in it 27 years doing tyres, Emma. So um, I tried to get out away from it when I first retired and had a, had a, had a pub for a couple of years. But I drifted back in as a team manager with Ben Atkins with the Red Bull Reve Ducati for six years and uh, then tried to go away again and eventually come back with Stuart Higgs who employed me for 11 years as judicial panel and uh, riders rep. So uh, I, I got offered this job by Steve Rogers um, they, Yamaha thought I'd be the ideal candidate like they do in Spain to bring young riders on and I'm thoroughly enjoying doing that but uh, as I say uh, this is part of my job that I've agreed with Steve because I'm an electrician by trade so I work, I work all the loads out for the cable and do all the, all the airline hoses and uh, obviously what we're doing now on the floor so uh, yeah it, it's um, yeah it doesn't matter whether you've had 12 British titles and runner-up in the world like I have, you know, there's still work to do and I still enjoy it and I still love working with riders and, and obviously helping them. We should do a full podcast one day, Roger, no doubt about it with all these stories. Very quickly about the Blue Crew, I met Luca Allen yesterday, he's a really nice guy, isn't he? One of the six Blue Crew members here. Um, that's a really good initiative, isn't it, from Yamaha? You know, right from grassroots, right up to the top in MotoGP. The only manufacturer who's really doing something like that. Yeah, I mean, I think Kawasaki are doing some at um, uh, Nick Morgan and uh, I think they brought John Laverty in and uh, East Coast. Yeah, sorry, yeah. You. So, uh, you know, it's nice that uh, this this is happening in the uh, in BSB because it's something we needed for a, for a long time and people say, oh, why don't we do something? So, yeah, it's great, you know, it's great that uh, Stuart Higgs is putting this series on and, uh, yeah, and Steve Rogers with McCams and, y and Yamaha agree into it. They put a package together for six of them and... Um, the range from 13 to 19 so it's a great opportunity for them and uh, like you say we've got people like Luke Allen got a third and then Ash Barnes yesterday and Ash has had a win and Ash Barnes got pole as well he, he got pole and he did a 3-7 which is a lap record so we, we we're, we're we're certainly coming on the pipe nicely and uh, uh, like I say they're all different characters they all need a bit of love and uh, 
you know, like Luca Allen, he's bouncing off the ceiling all the time. Ash is level-headed, and then Chloe is Chloe, and, you know, they're all different, but, uh, you know, I'm trying to install a bit of bass in them and basically to enjoy it uh, like I did, and the winds will come, and, you know, that's what we're here for. Don't get too technical at their age. Just go out, smile on your face, wave to the crowd and have fun, and, and you'll ride well. And like you said, you were working with Stuart Higgs for 11 years and Stuart won't mind the same because he said to us before, you know, Stuart isn't liked in this paddock by some people because he has to make some difficult decisions sometimes. But say what you like about Stuart Higgs. He's a common sense man, isn't he? And you must have seen that when you were working with him up in race direction. I have, yeah. Sorry, I'm getting abuse for not working. So yeah, I'll get out of the way. We all want to go to the pub. Yeah, 11 years I saw I saw the other side of, um, of uh, BSB and... Uh, difficult decisions in the word and it and it all comes back to Stuart and uh, he's the one who I really when I rang up to say that I was leaving him and that I wasn't frightened but I was disappointed and hoping that he'd be okay and uh, he sent me the most wonderful whatsapp thanking me for all my work in difficult conditions and difficult judicials going on to 11 o'clock at night and starting again in the morning so yeah um, I've seen all that side and what a wonderful job uh, Stuart and his crew do. Here, here. Oh, what would you have done if you were in World Superbikes at Magnico with the Toprak and Johnny situation? Did he get an advantage? Did he deserve a penalty? Not in my opinion. Thanks very much, Roger. I'll let you go. I'm really sorry to interrupt you. We'll do a podcast with Roger one day. Sorry. We'll do a podcast with Roger one day because he's such a nice guy with so many achievements. It just listed all those titles. Is when there. I think it was 12 British titles for Roger Marshall. It really has been a rather dramatic weekend of bike racing, hasn't it, here at Silverstone. I'm going to pop through one of the empty garages at the end of the pit lane. Oh, some great pictures in here. There's one of Sterling Moss, there's one of Mansell and Pico, the famous picture from the Formula One title season of 1986, Pico, Mansell, Prost and Senna. There's a Lewis Hamilton picture as well. They've all raced here, of course, at Silverstone over the years. I don't know who's still in uh, OMG. Oh, Alan Gardner's still here. I don't know if he's on the phone. He's not, have you got a second, Alan? I'm on the podcast. Two minutes. Two minutes, two seconds. How was your weekend? Um, could have been better. It <laughs> could have been better. Brad finished ninth in the championship and, and by four points, it's... So close though, wasn't it? Yeah, you think we've just done 24 races so far this year and all we needed was five points in those 24 races. But that's racing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, Josh Brooks has come... He had a bad start of the season, he's flying now, so in, in real terms, he should have been there all year because of, of, of how he can ride. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. One of those. It would have been nice to get those, but, but we didn't. That's racing, unfortunately. Yeah. Sorry I interrupted you there. I'll let you go on. Thanks, Alan. I just spotted Alan inside the uh, OMG hospitality or what's left of it. They're taking everything down now. Just to give you an idea, I'm in the paddock. There's trucks coming in, trucks going out, people walking out with um, suitcases wheelie trolleys it's actually quite a hazardous place to be if you're not very careful um because there's a sense of urgency for everyone to get home it's been a busy back-to-back -back period with snetterton and then here with silverstone but we do have our top eight decided for 2021 i've spotted steve rogers from mccam's yamaha in fact i love a word with steve rogers because he's had a real mix of emotions and i've spotted ollie rushby as well who's their press officer and he's looking at me he's made eye contact he knows i'm coming he's panicking ollie rushby how are you I'm not too bad, Greg. You thought I was going to go to Steve first, didn't you? You're very welcome to go to Steve. How are you getting on? Yeah, not too bad, thanks. Uh, two wins today, absolutely brilliant. I've got to ask now, now it's all settled and the showdown's decided. How did you go about Saturday's press release? 
We didn't write one. Did you not? No. We just, Why didn't you write one? Well, we just stuck the, stuck, stuck the facts out there and thought yeah. we'll see how it goes today. That was just very unlucky, wasn't it? It was very unlucky, but, you know, Makam Jamar have bounced back today. Double one-two, uh, both riders with a win. Um, yeah. You can't ask for much more than that. You've joined this team at a great time, haven't you, to be honest? It's been a really good period for McCams Yamaha since you left MCN and came to McCams. Do you know what? It's been, a, it's been a hard three years for the team, but a rewarding three years for the team. Yeah. And each year since 2019, the team's made a step forward with the, the rider lineup of Jason O'Halloran and Taryn McKenzie. And the, 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 the hard work's paying off this year because, you know, we're absolutely dominating the championship and uh, long may it continue. Ollie, by the way, for anyone who comes to uh, BSB, does all, you do all the events, don't you, in the hospitality here, which is all being taken down now. I have to say, when I commentate, you can't see the viewers. When I have to do something in front of a car, I find it quite nerve-wracking. You do a great job. Do you, how do you do it? You know, because everyone's there. They can all see you. Do you get nervous? Nah, just our live rider chats are quite informative. Really good. Jason and Taz are both great interviewees, so it's, uh, it just comes naturally, really, and it, it does help when we've got some great results to talk about, Greg. Sorry, I put you on the spot, mate. I grab Steve now as well. I hate interrupting people's conversations, but uh, I just keep talking. Sorry, Steve. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> what a weekend of emotions it's been for you. First of all, well done. Double showdown positions. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, fantastic, isn't it? Um, yeah, it has been a little bit of a roller coaster. Um, yeah, but I mean, today I, I, was, I was really pleased they both got a win. You know. What about yesterday? What were your emotions at the time? I didn't come anywhere near the team. That was very unlucky, is what I thought. Yeah, it was very unlucky. Yeah, especially to collect his teammate. Um, yeah, yeah, it was one of them, wasn't it? Um, you know, everything's working so well. The bikes are mega. The riders are doing a fantastic job. And, you know, it's very, very difficult. You know, you, you pay two riders to win races uh, and try and win the championship. So, you know, everybody thinks, oh, yeah, it's great. You know, one, two all the time. Well, maybe sometimes it's not. Do I get the feeling you might think it was slightly unnecessary what happened there? Oh, no, I mean, Taz wanted to win, didn't he? Um, you know, Taz wanted to win, Jason wanted to win. Um, yeah, and Taz just, he made a mistake and, you know, unfortunately it was a little bit costly for the team. Anyway, I shouldn't focus on that. It's not very fair of me. You've had two wins, as Ollie said. One, two finishes, top of the championship. Showdown starts now. Now what happens? Oh, yeah, we, we you know, we go to Alton Park and, um, you know, obviously Jason did the triple there yeah, early yeah, in the yeah. year. So, you know, he'll, he'll be confident. You know, Taz had the best result there early in the year that he's ever had at Alton. So yeah, um, we'll, we'll just keep going and do the best we can and um, keep his head down really. And um, you know, it'll all become apparent at Brands, won't it? Yeah, may the best man win, I guess. That's it, yeah, it is, you know, um, as long as they keep it clean and tidy and you know, the racing's good, then yeah, it'll, uh, the winner will be the winner. Who's the strongest threat gonna be, you think? Cause you guys are surely the favorites, aren't you? You have to be. Yeah, I, you know, I don't like to take anything for granted, but yeah, I, I mean, oh, you know, Tommy's going to be strong, isn't he? Um, I mean, Josh has had a real good weekend again, um, yeah, yeah. and you're going to some real good tracks for him. Mm. Um, I know he's not got that many podium credits, but you never know. Um, Christian, you can never discount Christian, so yeah, you know, there'll be a few of them there. Sorry, interrupted, guys. I'll let you get on. No, you're all right. Congratulations, Steve. Thank Thanks, everyone. See you in a bit. Thanks to Ollie Rushby as well, the press officer of the McCams Yamaha team. Uh, Ollie used to be at MCN Motorcycle News and, well, actually, I was going to say Josh replaced him. I did a bit first and then obviously Josh Close is now the full-time BSB reporter, as we heard from before. So I'm glad I managed to find Steve there because what a contrast of emotions Steve's had. Uh, I feel a bit bad actually putting them on the spot like that, but it must have been extremely frustrating yesterday to see these two men going down in that very unfortunate incident, what, on the penultimate lap. 
of that race. They had literally another two minutes or so to go in that motorcycle race and they would have been celebrating a glorious one too. It wasn't to be, but since then they have delivered, haven't they? And what a, what a weekend, what a season it's been for the McCam Yamaha duo, Tara McKenzie, and of course the championship leader, Jason O'Halloran. I think I'm gonna end here and I'll tell you where I am. I'm standing on the start finish straight at Silverstone and there's actually a few drops of rain starting to fall for the first time this weekend we managed to escape it didn't we there you go from silverstone we have our top eight decided for the bsb showdown of 2021 and now we go back to world superbikes at barcelona i'm actually standing no word of a lie on the green painted area on the outside of woodcote i'm gonna be very interested to see the sort of reactions we get from everybody at pata yamaha and kawasaki racing team when Charlie Hiscock gets to them with the microphone on Thursday. Live coverage, James Whittam and myself will be in the commentary box for Friday practice. And then we will have James Tozen in the studio for a change this weekend, joined by Shaky Burn because James Hayden's going to be busy over at the Goodwood Revival. So watch out for Hayden there because he pushes very, very, very hard. And there are competitive races on some classic machinery. Many thanks then from me, Greg Haynes, and from all of us here at Eurosport. This has been Silverstone BSB. The top eight is decided and we'll speak with you on Friday morning for free practice one, the World Superbike Championship from Barcelona. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.